Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the next episode of Triplicity, where your astrological besties, Deja, Jared, and John, talk about the astrology of the times and spill the tea. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the astrology of October, our monthly forecast, um, and all of the fun, joy, and horror that we get to experience throughout the month of October. So, yeah! I'm trying to be excited. Sorry. <laughs> Horror is a good word. So, yeah. It's October. It's spooky season. Um, at the beginning of the Boulay Brothers Dragula, which is a drag competition show for like girls that do like weird, uh, unconventional drag, um, they say that the three pillars of the competition are glamour, filth, and horror. And those are the three <laughs> words that I would like to use to describe October. That's glamour, I agree. And horror. <laughs> That's great. 100% agree. That's like really on point, actually. <laughs> I'm excited to like use that as the framework to discuss the next the next month because it's it fits really, really well. How are you? How are you all? <laughs> Silence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's only been like a week since we last chatted. Um, so I'm in the thick of getting ready for my final for my class um october 14th which the moon will be oh the moon will be in gemini that's the moon will probably be like on my ascendant when i'm giving my final which is great um so yeah just yeah very very into into that right now as we just spent 20 minutes trying to figure out the friendships of rahu and k2 that (laughs) ultimately did turned out to be unsuccessful (laughs) (laughs) turned out to be it's no it's no way of knowing ever yeah i'm okay Sparky retrograde is something. Um, so, you know, we're just out here, out here figuring it out. Yeah, we're we're fresh off the Kazemi. Today's the twenty third, so we're like, like yeah. we just Mercury is like just back into Virgo. Um, did you have any Kazemi moments yesterday? Today? Today? Mm. <laughs> oh wait, the Kazemi was yesterday. Wasn't yeah. it like last night overnight? Or like, in, yeah. It was like either last night or like super, super <laughs> early this morning. Because I looked All at day. this morning and it was... All day. I was like, why is my IBS so fucking bad today? Yeah. That's why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mercury is literally being burned and purified by the sun. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, there were a couple of... Uh, couple of really wild realizations yesterday for sure very uncomfortable ones um, so, um the it ever i know neither of you keep up with the nba but one of the coaches from the celtics actually oh my god oh i heard about this yeah uh he got caught awesome. yeah cheating um uh having but like he was also suspended for a year which is wild because i'm like there had to be something else he, he was married to dating Nia Long, who was, like, amazing and beautiful. Um, and, like, is now suspended for a year, for a season. And I'm like, but what happened? Something had to happen that you he were had suspended. a, like, relationship with someone in the... On the team, right? Is that, like, illegal? Or are they not allowed not to? On the, no, it wasn't on the team. Oh, not on the team. I mean, like, the staff. In the organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which oh, I team. don't... 
know if it's illegal because when I was watching the news yesterday, they kept reiterating that it was like a consensual relationship yeah. that they had. Yeah. So I was like, so why is this like a big deal? I mean, like other than like he cheated on his wife, like, yes, that's true. But that's not like illegal. Yeah, it's it's unethical. Yeah, but, but it's, it's not illegal. It's not illegal. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was weird. So I'm I'm still like, there has to be something else that's going on. That happened, yeah. But like, I don't know. So they were probably caught at work. Uh, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. That makes sense. You can fuck somebody at work, just not at work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You can fuck somebody from work. <laughs> you can't fuck yeah. somebody at work. At work. <laughs> Yelling. Um, Get caught. Yeah. Get caught by the authorities. Um, Adam Levine had the yes. that were like, Adam Levine sexting has been all the time on my timeline for like four days. Also, I'm just checking now if we have, I don't know why I didn't do this earlier. Do we have a birth time for Mr. Levine? Uh, oh, yeah. According to Astro Data Bank, it's Leo rising. No major Libra placements. No, but I'm wondering like what perfection he's in. Because it happened oh. like during the Kazimi. Uh, he was born in 79. That makes him 33. 43. 43. I can't do math. 43. 43, yes. 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43. He is in a, perf- a Pisces perfection. And the Mercury Kazimi happened opposite to his Pisces son at 27 Pisces. And a Pisces perfection would also put him in a Libra perfection from Sectlite. Right. Interesting. No, it would be Virgo, right? No, no, it'd be Libra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Libra. Eighth from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Libra. So the, the Kazemi happening in his perfected from Sectlite. Mm hmm. And it being public. And Mercury ruling his 11th. Yeah. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. You're so hot. He should really be embarrassed. That's really and someone bad. was like, someone was like, the only sex that topped these are the ones from Tiger Woods. And so they showed those from, and I was like, oh my God, these are red. Like, <laughs> They're like not even sex. They're like <laughs> uncomfortable. Like why well, are we comfortable statements? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> really wild. Oh. Yeah. Queen. Did you talk about the queen last time. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, queen. we talked about the queen. Yeah, the queen. <laughs> when did she die relative to that last conversation? Because before I September eleventh. I don't know. It was longer than. Yeah. It had been like five days, I think. Yeah, I think it's she died days. like two weeks ago yesterday. Gotcha. Interesting. <laughs> oh, I got my mom like into watching The Crown. Ago. Three days ago. I got died. my mom into watching The Crown and she's Ooh, obsessed. So I good. Know. It's so, so good. good. She had the same reaction to me when she was like, I don't like the actors after the time skip. And I, I was know. like, you have to give them a season. But yeah. once Diana gets in there, it's game all over. good. Yep. <laughs> Fabulous. I was pissed too. But then I was like, all right, let me just hang on here. Let me hang on, yeah. It was great. We watched the episode with the school and the avalanche into the school. <gasps> oh, my God. I remember Wrecked me. that. Wrecked, even though I knew it was happening. I was like, oh. <laughs> so sad. So sad. Damn. 
October? October. October? Okay. Starts out Mercury stations, which is a good, you know, we coming off of that conversation about the Kazemi. Um, yeah. October kicks off with Mercury stationing directo. Yep. We also get Venus opposite Jupiter on October 1st. Oh, cute. Oh, that's fun. I just looked. Yeah. That's sweet. Benefic opposition. Yeah, this is really, what was it? Glamour, filth, and Glamour, horror. Glamour, filth, and horror. Yeah. In that yeah, order. We get, yeah, Literally. we get Venus into Libra, <laughs> which is glamour. 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 Yep. <laughs> Mars. <Straight> up. <laughs> and, yeah. well, honestly, Mars and eclipses. Like the, Kaz- the Kazemi. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Saturn station, filth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eclipse. Horror. Horror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the Mars retrograde. Ugh. Oh my gosh. This is October is not fun. Yeah. Venus into Scorpio, also filth. But maybe mm. like good filth. Yeah, but like yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like, like bearable kind of, filth. Like it's yeah. filth, but it's kind of hot. Like, yeah. She like she's into it. She yeah. Wants it. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Mercury stationing direct. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. This one has this Mercury retrograde has been oh no palpable. I, <laughs> I read it in the thesaurus. <laughs> So I always, or not always, like I basically get coffee every day before work and I always mobile order because who has the time to wait? Not right. I. Right. <laughs> and it was Wednesday and I get into work. I have to be at there at three. So lots of times I'm leaving during the planetary hour of the day. Cute. And I should know this by now. And <laughs> so I mobile ordered my Dunkin' like five minutes before I like left my house. And I get there. It had been like seven or eight minutes at this point since I ordered it. And it still wasn't ready. And the line at this Dunkin' was like almost out the door. <gasps> and it's like, we're in Rhode Island. We have the most We have the most Dunkin' Donuts per capita. Like there is not a shortage. You can literally go down the street and there's another one. But this specific one at Mercury Hour on a Wednesday. A mess. A mess. The one you <laughs> needed. <laughs> the woman behind the counter was like, I'm so sorry this took so long. And I was like, girl, Mercury is retrograde. I work in customer <laughs> service. I understand. <laughs> Mm-mm. There are five planets retrograde. There are five, <laughs> six, six, mama. There's six, six planets. Roll the notes. Are they retrograde? <laughs> no, no, do not, do not tell them that. Do not tell the public that. The, the TikTok girls do not need to learn about Rahu and K two. No, oh my god, no. that would be horrible. Like every week, you're like, the notes are retrograde. <laughs> That's why my life is in shambles. <laughs> oh my god! You're like, oh my god, the notes station every other week. No wonder yeah. life is so crazy. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you know, yeah, you don't, you don't really need a reason, right, for life to be going into shambles. <laughs> it's just happening. We live in a capitalist society. Yeah. We live in a society. That's, that's the reason. <laughs> Literally. I'm screaming. <laughs> yeah, Mercury Station's direct. Mercury direct, yeah. And then it's a pretty quiet week, basically, until the full moon. Yeah. Mm. Full moon in Aries. I think it's the last Aries full moon until... Mm-hmm. Cause the next one is the nodes are it's out of sign. No, but it's no, no, no. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up when you both you when you said you were like, it's the last full moon until and I was like, until what? Who's <laughs> talking about? 
Kill what? Oh, hold. Into the yeah, because yeah, our first our first Aries eclipse is um a solar eclipse on four twenty next year. <laughs> Wait. No, you're fine. Is that? Hang Wait, on. What happened? The eclipse is next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three on four twenty, there is an eclipse at like twenty nine Aries. Yes. Yeah, and it's a solar eclipse. The solar. So yeah, the next both, full both moon. Both of the in- summer eclipses are Mars ruled because they're in Aries and Scorpio, and both of the winter eclipses are Venus ruled because they're Libra and then Taurus. All right. So we. What's the full moon in Aries like next year? Oh no, maybe it's not an eclipse then. Let me look. It it's not. It wouldn't be. Wait, but when do the nodes change signs again? Well, because the thing oh, is, no, what's weird it... is that the solar eclipse that happens at twenty nine Aries is the it's the new moon in Aries, but the nodes are still in Taurus. Mm-hmm. And so because of that motion, it's like the next Aries cycle are the nodes so far away that we, again, don't get an eclipse. Oh, I don't know. Are we like spared eclipses? Oh, that would be so nice. I'm screaming. <laughs> I'm going to get my up price. Like I know, full I, moon? I don't, don't worry, I got it. I just pulled it out. <laughs> the sun's at like nine and K2's at 24 on October. Hold on, I'm almost there. No, I don't think so because it's what's twenty four minus six. Eighteen. So I think did we just make it or I forget what the exact eighteen. So like we have, yes, so we have we have a Aries solar eclipse on four twenty of twenty twenty three at twenty nine fifty Aries, literally ten minutes from Taurus, and then we have a lunar eclipse at four. At, oh my god, my sun is literally within 20 minutes of this lunar eclipse in Scorpio. Holy shit. In there. <laughs> it's a funky time. It's weird. My god, and I'll be in my cancer perfection. Ugh. Mom. Come pick me up. Um, the kids are doing drugs and I'm scared. I'm screaming. Um, and then we get the... Yeah, it's the Libra solar eclipse at 21 Libra on October 14th, and then a Taurus lunar eclipse on October 28th. Hmm. So no Aries full moon. So the moon Aries lunar. full moon next year is because it's, yeah, it's, it's at the very end of September. Yeah. So it's September 29. It, yeah, it's September 29, while Rahu is at. 24. Yeah, Rahu will be yeah, in the like yeah, the middle of the last decade. <sighs> okay, okay, okay. So, so forget what I said, I was wrong. We're it's you know, we're still in that transition phase. But it's our last Aries lunation until we get an Aries eclipse, rather. Right. Right, right. right. The Aries mm. eclipse cycle is the next time a luminary, the next time the luminaries line up in, in Aries. In the Aries Libra axis. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. You're like, I refuse to believe it. Mm-mm. 
I don't know what I'm, I just don't, it's just too many scary things happening in 2023, but also too many things. And I'm, I'm like, actually, I don't know. I don't know if I should like be afraid or if it should just be like one of those things where it's like, you know, we're just going to ride with the waves, which is probably going to be, but that as an Aquarius, as someone who is Ooh. coming off of eclipses through the first and seventh, they were a lot, but yeah. I can look back on them and be like, holy shit. Like I changed a lot as a person. Yeah. Especially, yeah, it's it was Rahu in the first for me, so it'll be Rahu in the first for you, and mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it wasn't great, but it was eye opening. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll see. We've survived worse. Yeah, and you've done it before. That's true. Yeah, this isn't again. your this isn't your first nodal return or nodal cycle through that sign. The first, yeah. It'll be fine. It's the first one that you'll remember, but it's not the first yeah. one. <laughs> True. Cool. Okay. Full moon in Aries this year. <laughs> it's kind of, I mean, it's making soft aspects to the malefics. <laughs> yeah, true. It's kind of in That's this sweet. like umbrella shape with the, uh, with the malefics. And Jupiter will still be in Aries, barely, but it'll still be there. That's cute. Yeah. It'll be. It'll be. Uh... <laughs> we need to have him on as a guest. <laughs> he um, he's a presence. So <laughs> he's a presence. Um. Some I, sometimes at first I was like kind of shocked when I found out he had Scorpio rising, but then the longer I sit with it, the more I'm like, actually, this makes a lot of sense, especially because he has Mars and Taurus, hmm. Sun and Leo at 29, Leo, um, Moon and Gemini, Mercury and Virgo. So I'm like, okay, I get it. Here we are. Yeah, Scorpio risings with Angular Mars are mm-hmm. something. Yeah, like what? It's like a like a force, like a like a bulldozer. <laughs> And, like, sometimes it's not bad, but it's, like, a bulldozer with, like, a lot of, like, wow! Wow. Angular domicile sun as well. Like, Like on Regulus. Like, what? Apparently he has some other royal fixed stars um, that Zach pointed out to me. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, Okay, full moon in Aries. Next day, Mercury back into Libra. 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 (laughs) Cute. Um. Yeah, I I like Mercury in air sign. I like Mercury in Libra. It's like, and I feel like there's 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 like um <laughs> a little bit of a mess that Mercury made in Libra this first time around, and yes. I'm gonna need you to come back and clean that up. Please. Yes, yes. Mess <laughs> I'm for gonna sure. need you to clock back in and take care of that. <laughs> I'm screaming. <laughs> Yeah. It's been really interesting. This um, station, the station retrograde was in my seventh, um, like right on my descendant. (laughs) It's so, yeah, it's been a lot less about me and a lot more about like Gabe. Um, And it's so interesting because sometimes I I just, I'm just like, whoa, this is like, nah, this shit's real. (laughs) It's very much not me. Like, I'm just like here you know typical mercury retrograde stuff but yeah, yeah. And, and mercury rules cadent houses for you so like right mm-hmm. right yeah really so, not about you 
Yeah, no, not at all. But, but a mess, a mess has a mess. been made. Oh, no, still a mess. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> mess, mess has been made. Um, so I agree. I definitely think it'll be good for us to, to, I don't know, go through that experience of like this a short little bit of forward moving Mercury we have in Virgo to like kind of get it together, figure out what we need to do, and then getting the getting the little tools. <laughs> going into Libra, and, I don't know. Finally, doing it. Yeah, Maybe. and it's Picking like the, the Venus Mercury relationship recently has been like they were receive they were in each other's signs, and now they're both going to be in Virgo, and then mm-hmm. then they're going to be in their own signs, and then Mercury's mm-hmm. going to move into Venus. Like they have, they're doing this weird like rulership back and forth thing that um, is really interesting, and will finally complete once Mercury's back into Libra. Yeah, cute. Yeah, I yeah, I like it. I like I like that. I'm looking forward to it. I feel like it's productive. I feel like and I feel like when you were talking about like the Mercury and Virgo like taking time, it's like really making sure that the details are nailed down so mm-hmm. that when Mercury moves into Libra, it's like there's a game plan that can just mm-hmm. be executed. And like the idea of like executing a game plan, it's like really the cardinal aspect of Libra. Mm-hmm. Um, of like okay like let's do it what, what we put together in virgo now we're gonna you know manifest yeah portal portal screaming <laughs> screaming but then mercury will also move into that trine with mars and saturn too so i also think that would mm. be really nice and like you get it together yeah. like, like you, you have to take accountability for this and like you also gotta do the shit so but it'll be nice-ish, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. We enter a pretty oh. long period with all of the planets and the diurnal signs, apart from the moon, because she's always doing her thing. But like, <laughs> at least, oh, sorry, all the visible planets yeah. are in diurnal signs. That'll for, be nice. Like, almost all of October. Hmm. Yeah, I, I once Mercury moves into Libra, and suddenly it's like, everybody can see each other. Yeah. And so it's, it's hard to... It's hard to have unexpected things happen mm. under those conditions, right? That's true. Um, which is which is nice to think about and be like, okay, like I can expect these conditions. There's no sort of like aversion of I didn't see that coming. Mm. Um, once Mercury moves into Libra, it's like, oh, like it's pretty clear what's coming. That's a good point. Cutesy dootsy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sweetness um, and then is it that cancer moon that we were talking about yes uh so the 15th to the 17th this like this cancer moon <laughs> mercury also comes out of shadow during this period oh. while the moon after the moon applies to mercury and is like quote-unquote void until it applies to venus because there's 12 degrees of motion there mercury is also coming out of shadow so it is this really weird like transitional day it is also like the very middle of october it's i don't know there's lots of lots of moving parts there that don't feel like they're totally gonna like lock into place right away mm-hmm. yeah and like the idea that the moon has all of this time in cancer without perfecting an aspect is mm-hmm. kind of nice. Like we were talking mm-hmm. about that in our, um, in our pre-show, like it may be not nice uh, if you're trying to like 
bring something into existence because mm-hmm. that connection isn't happening um, for a long time. You might experience like delays in things. Um, but like, it's if you're thinking about like domicile moon, this is an like the not having to complete something is a really great condition for the moon in domicile mm-hmm. because she just gets to like rest and eat and like be the moon. Um, so I like I I really like this transit that where the moon gets you know, the first Deccan does the Jupiter Mercury thing. And then the third Deccan does the sun Venus thing. Um, but just kind of gets to vibe in between those two days. Yeah. I think it'll be sweet. I thought it was cute. So every time there's a, a cardinal thing with Venus and Libra and Jupiter and Aries for the short while we have left, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, Oh, Maybe that could be something, but I definitely think it'll be a fun day. I think it's Bonatti has that when Venus, Jupiter, and the moon are all in the same modality, it is really good for marriage. Yeah, I was going to say that's Mm -hmm. a good wedding election. That's cute. If the application, like, the application to, like, once the moon gets into that, like, third decan, I think Venus is at, like, 23 of Libra or something at this point. And so once the moon is applying to Venus, like... You could elect some nice stuff there because you get the moon and it's like in domicile 10th from Venus. Mm. Yeah. And uh, that's the moon's uh, Deccan as well. So like little yeah. secret dignity in the last mm. last third of Cancer. That's so cute. It's also um, in, Jyotish, in Jyotish, it's called an Amala yoga, which is one of like the nicest yogas you can have. It's when you have only benefics 10th from the ascendant or the moon. And in this, in my location i can get a nice libra rising chart where the moon is really close to venus so not only is the benefic moon in the 10th but 10th from the moon is jupiter which is the only planet there so you have this really nice benefic interaction that the moon is supporting once it moves closer to the application with venus very cute that could be fun mm-hmm. if anybody can plan a wedding get married <laughs> by then have at it <laughs> What day is my, that? One of my coworkers was telling me that she planned her wedding in three weeks. What? Is it small? No, I mean, it, it happened last year, but like, I didn't know that she only planned it in three weeks until like a few days ago. Because her anniversary is coming up. We were talking about it. And she's like, yeah, we only planned the wedding in like three weeks. I was like, that's, that's me and Tyler's anniversary. <laughs> oh. This, this, like, this is our anniversary. This is our seven year anniversary. Oh. <laughs> a full Saturn cycle or a Saturn. <laughs> A Saturn quarter cycle. Yeah, Saturn um, trine third. Because we got married with... No, we started dating Saturn in, um, in Libra. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be your square of your marriage. Yeah, because Saturn was in Scorpio. Cute. Mm-hmm. Yay. <laughs> but yeah. That's a cute little, like, Cancer Moon anniversary. Yeah. It also makes, I was actually, the other day I was thinking about Saturn in the fifth and how that's such a good transit for marriage because it is 11th from the seventh. Mm. So it is like the gains of the marriage are, or the gains of the relationship are being solidified by yeah, Saturn. And the, like the public acknowledgement of it, like the 11th house being the 11th, like yeah. um, public and audiences and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. 
And also, also babies for for white children are the fifth. (laughs) That makes sense. We can try to make babies. We're not going to, but we can try. (laughs) You can try. You can try all you want. (laughs) Screaming. Hmm. Yeah. What's next? Uh, Mars gets to its station degree. Yep. On the 21st. 25 degrees of Gemini. Mm -hmm. Let's get it. LGBT, let's get the spread. (laughs) (laughs) I'm screaming. Austin calls it, um, uh, Mercury's like a trickster in general, but like, um, Mercury, I'm sorry, Mars in Gemini being in a Mercury ruled sign, being mm-hmm. the chaotic trickster, maybe even evil. I feel like evil, evilly mm-hmm. chaotic. Um, and I'm just like, damn, that just kind of like really, I was like, ah, shit, you're right. You're yeah. right. Can be a little bit deceptive, but um, I guess we'll see how Is this it goes. <laughs> it has, it has uh, like maniacal laughter energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like evil clown kind of, um, you know. Yeah, it's very Pennywise. Yeah, it's scary stuff. It'll be interesting. I don't know. Words are more painful to me than just like I don't know. It's just something about like when you're able to articulate. Uh. Or, or like be, you're able to like orchestrate the evil and you're able to like kind of like know how to in, like carry out evil. It's just, I don't know. And then, all right, I kind of started and like had the thought and then completely <laughs> like that did not. <laughs> I mean, that makes a lot, to me, I was following with like, orchestrating evil with like mars and gemini yeah yeah and like being able to like know the plan because again like we talked about Mm. with that mercury moving out of virgo earlier it's like kind of these mercury signs give you this like intellect and this ability to understand detail and plan and foresight um another in a in a kind of unique way um and so yeah mars being retrograde there does kind of have a Evil. It gives it gives Mercury not that Mercury needs more energy, but it gives Mercury like some encouragement to like really make it to the finish line and like execute the thing that it started. Mm-hmm. Like Mars being in Gemini, I mean. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this extended trine with domicile Saturn is just like Hmm. It's just like, to me, it's like, I'm thinking about like, uh, like lasting policy that's maybe destructive in some way Hmm. with like the involvement of Saturn, um, by trying and just like kind of the idea of like societal structure being, and like something that is destructive to that structure, which couldn't, might not necessarily be a terrible thing. Right. Um, Hmm. Well, I, I, I feel like we've a lot of been, I feel like teachers, there's like, been in like a lot of big teaching things happening um, where like there's cities hiring people, they're like looking for teachers and stuff, but like teachers are like, no, like you just need to 
pay us an actual fair wage and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it also could probably be, um, I don't know, maybe it has something to do do with them figuring, not necessarily figuring it out, but like maybe then finally like blowing up. Oh, maybe it's that full moon um, where everything like kind of like blows up and is like, no, this is really horrible um, and we're not doing this anymore. Um, so. Oh, the full moon that Mar the full moon in Gemini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the one we talked about in the Sorry, Mars like, episode. I was like, which we're moving through eclipses. Like, I don't know which full moon she's talking about. Yelling, <laughs> yelling. Yeah, the gem one, Gemini in December. But yeah, lots of fighting. Lots of fighting. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, and there's, I mean, there's teacher strikes happening mm-hmm. everywhere, like. In Columbus, um, right now, teachers are striking. So, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, absolutely horrible. Yeah, I mean, like, especially if you consider the way that COVID changed the, like, the way that teachers do their job. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like literally in the past two years, they have had to completely overhaul the way that they have been doing their job for the past. 60 plus 70 plus like since as long as people have been like sitting in school rooms right right like that like literally was turned upside down Mm -hmm. um and they were kind of just told to deal with it Mm -hmm. um and i feel like yeah like they're they're like hey you know we're 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 laborers in this society like we (laughs) we're part of that workforce um really important part yeah and gemini and just like, I don't know, if you think about like Gemini being third from like Aries and with Jupiter and Aries as well during this like third house teachers and that kind of mm. um, hmm. something coming to the front. Mm. Maybe. Good call, Deja, on the teachers. Oh, yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. I went to a superintendent hearing in Philly. Um, I forget. I think it was like early in September. Maybe it was August. I don't remember. Um, it's absolutely awful with school districts, like how they operate and like mm-hmm. just the whole, like, I don't know. I'm just really getting sick and tired of this like idea that like these people can like come to these hearings and stuff every year and they're still complaining about the same rightfully so about the mm-hmm. same stuff it's not, no it's not complaining wasn't the word like talking about the right stuff that the right stuff the stuff that they've been like talking about for years it's so heartbreaking there was this one teacher she was like we literally created this whole system a new superintendent came in decided it wasn't worth it and they just tossed it out the window and it's just like so horrible like oh my gosh they are Ooh, it's really sad so yeah yeah support your teachers and watch Abbott Elementary you know it's a oh, great show <laughs> thank god season 2 is on it's so good Gritty was on it on Wednesday and it was the cutest thing ever. Um, I haven't watched it yet but I'm so excited it's great I think Ava is like one of the funniest characters that's ever been written on television like mm-hmm. she's hysterical mm-hmm. Absolutely hilarious. So funny. 
just this morning in season two. So, oh, I'm excited. <laughs> um, donating to teachers might be a good uh, way to remediate this Mars and Gemini retrograde. Like if you wanted to donate to the children of Mercury to mm. remediate the Gemini part of your chart, mm-hmm. um, teachers and, you know, teachers unions and um, different, you know, funds for education and students and teachers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Fight with them. Yeah. They, they need our support, I feel like. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Okay. What's next? <gasps> Venus Kazemi. Kazemi. Glamour. Glamour. This is the first Libra Kazemi. God, it's so long. Can we get one? It's exciting. In our lifetime. Yeah, it truly is like a one in a lifetime event. Really? For For it to like change to happen? For the Kazemi sign to shift, yes. Huh, that's fun. That's going to be cute. Yeah, because they move. It's like they move backwards like two degrees every year or something. Right, right, right. Yeah. Interesting. The retrogrades. Right. The Venus. Yeah, like the, the, like, yeah, like the points of like the Kazemi and stuff. Yeah. Right. They, they process at that rate. Hmm. Or is it one degree every two? Something like that. It's, it's like really yeah, slow. It's very slow. This is the first one in like 200 years, right? Since the last point of a star was... At was in Libra, yeah. Wow. And I think, I think we might see the shift from Leo into Cancer. Because right, one of the Kazemi points is in Leo right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we might see a shift into Cancer, but that could be wrong. Maybe. Hmm. But seeing this one shift, this point of the star. Yes. And it's so wild because you get like Venus in fall processing into Venus in domicile. Mm. Yeah. No more Scorpio Cassinis. Mm. Sweet. Hmm. And on oh. the day of the Venus Kazemi, we will be talking at Kazemi Con. That's um, right. Yeah, because we'll be is happening that weekend. It is a virtual conference that is going to be hosted through Twitter Spaces. Um, I think we are going at 2 p.m. Eastern on the 22nd, maybe 3 p.m. I don't remember, something like that. Um, they're going to post, they still haven't posted the schedule, I don't think, but they will be, I think, around the 1st of October. So hopefully when this is out, the KazimiCon schedule will be up and you can see when we're talking. But it will be that day. Yeah, and it I like the um the idea of this like astrologers coming together when Venus is like this Kazemi in an air sign that we mm-hmm. haven't had before and in, like in Libra, which is kind of about coming together anyway. Um you know, cuz it's Libra's the 7th house and <laughs> <laughs> stop. <laughs> um, and yeah, like you, and then coming together in a new way specifically. Um, this looks like Twitter spaces being kind of this emerging way for Mm -hmm. us to spread astro um, misinformation. Screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure some people will be spreading misinformation. We won't be, but some, I might be (laughs) sprinkle it in there. (laughs) Mars is retrograde in Gemini. I am, I am 100% going to be 
there's <laughs> bullshit. You know, it's I tweeted this recently. It's the Picatrix method, which is where you just, mm. you know, like you gotta know the the girls who get it get it. The girls who don't <laughs> don't. <laughs> some of it some of it though, I feel like is kind of like not necessarily obvious, but there's some things I read I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, maybe, maybe I'm just stupid, which is very possible. But like, also I'm like, but I don't know about that. <laughs> that seems not right. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you, I feel like you know enough about like planetary archetypes to do, like, the point is that someone who has no idea about like planetary archetypes Anything. picking up that book cannot like harm anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe but, like, it is you're someone who will be able to distinguish like discern, yeah. oh it says to use this herb which is ruled by this planet but it's for this interesting like maybe this is to throw me off you yeah. know yeah. yeah yeah like it's telling me to it's telling me to pray to saturn for like an abundant feast it's like mm. yeah yeah mm. it was something like that i was like sure <laughs> maybe for maybe for the harvest sure yeah but for the mm-hmm. actual feast nah yeah. sounds like a very he's not the feast. one <laughs> you'll be eating by yourself <laughs> It may be abundant, but there will be no one else there. Yeah. No, <laughs> a lot of waste. No one else. You won't be able to eat all that food yourself. Mm. Damn. Well. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. The The Kazemi is the Kazemi is that last moment of glamour before we switch to the filth and the, the horror. Filth and the filth horror. And horror. <laughs> yeah. Not a fun time. I love this. We can do some thinking if I can do some magic for that Venus Kazemi. I wanted to, but I feel like now that we have a lot of time, I can prepare and like actually like plan and like mm-hmm. think thoroughly about I don't know everything. Where's the moon during the Kazemi? That's a good question. <laughs> I haven't looked at the chart. I don't even know if it's actually it's, good for me. It's like a very balsamic moon because we get that early degree eclipse in Scorpio. Yep, the moon is at like twenty-seven Virgo. <laughs> hmm. Oh. Wait, what day is it on? Um, 22. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah. At the exact Kazemi, which is like 5.17 p.m. Eastern, the moon is at, yeah, 27 Virgo. Hmm. About to apply to Jupiter as it, like, moves into Libra. Hmm. Hmm. I'll have to think. It's just like very, very, very waning. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, what I feel like. I feel like I would have to really think about what I'm okay with, like. Waning. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if there's any. I don't, I don't know. But yeah. I'm also like. This could be like finding closure in a relationship because you have mm, like the waning moon, like like tying up loose ends of a relationship. Oh, that could be cute. Um, but like, yeah, you need to be ready for closure for it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm never. Done. I don't like that at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It sounds nice in theory, and then I'm gonna sit with it, and I'm gonna be like, actually, do I really want to close that door? I don't know. Don't know. So, hmm. 
Never yeah. burn a bridge unless it is absolutely necessary. But the thing is, is that you don't have to necessarily let them know that the bridge, the bridge hasn't burning. been burned yeah. or it has been. You could just let it be ambiguous. Yeah. Just let it be in your brain. Yeah. Just a, a, a fog that you cannot see between these two mountain peaks, right? <laughs> exactly. You don't know what the condition of the bridge is. Exactly. If a bridge burns it? in the middle of the forest and no one's around to see it. <laughs> That's boom. right. Did the bridge boom. really burn? Boom. That's like a really good analogy for a friendship that kind of just fizzles out. And like, there's like, you know, is it, are they, you don't know. Are you going to reach out? Probably not. So let it be ambiguous. Oh, not to bring in the outers, but that also means the moon's going to be opposite Neptune. Mm. (laughs) Not not to bring in the outer. (laughs) yeah not to be an outer planet truther but (laughs) i'm screaming i can't no but like i kind of feel bad because i kind of feel like i'm like i don't necessarily feel like there's like a synthesis missing because i feel like you can definitely get all of the really horrible stuff with just you know the visible ones but it is it's interesting and then i'm like ah damn that is a good that is a good point i kind of did forget about that like jupiter going back into pisces and being with neptune again i like totally forgot (laughs) and i was like damn that is happening again yeah and like we talked about in the free show go ahead go ahead i was just just like my like view and use on the outers is they don't like cast rays like the other like the visible planets do but they can definitely receive and influence the rays that Mm -hmm. are being cast upon them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like a vibe yeah. And I mean, like we talked about in the pre-show chat with uh, like Uranus and it being so close to Saturn, it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like that's happening. <laughs> that like, And they're not perfecting, but they're mm-hmm. like pretty tight in aspect. Um, definitely. Okay, Saturn is. Wait. And it's like Wait. Saturn is like looking at Taurus and being like, what the fuck is going on in Taurus? <laughs> and Ron was like, nothing. <laughs> Saturn stations direct on what day? The 23rd, right? The 23rd, yeah, the day after the Kazemi. Oh, wait a second. Oh, at 19 then, not 18. No, it's 1835. Yeah, 1835. Oh. Oh, yeah, that is a little further back. Okay. And Uranus is at 1730. So they are like basically a degree. Oh, because these are degrees. Saturn has been like chasing Uranus. It's like because they had a mutual application for a little while, Mm -hmm. and then Uranus stationed retrograde. Right. And Saturn hadn't quite made it back to where Uranus was. And now they're going to have mutual separation. Yeah. I was in September, but the thing says October, so I don't understand. So I'm sitting here, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, and they've been within a degree of each other since October, since September. Since, yeah. since today. <laughs> since today. Yelling. Since yeah. like right now. <laughs> There's like a 30% chance that Saturn and Uranus are within a one degree orb. <laughs> Hollering. Yeah. This is going to be an interesting, I don't know. I don't know. This is, mm, I just, I think about, I think about the outer sometimes and I worry. I worry. Because <laughs> Saturn's not going to, Saturn's like not going to be free from this nonsense. I, I'm just sad about Saturn because I'm like sick and tired of going through 
this nonsense. And then Saturn's going to be with Neptune. And that's going to be for forever. And I'm like, do we really have to go through this? Do we really? Can't, can't Saturn just catch a little bit of boundaries? I mean, right. boundaries. Like, why, do, why does this have to happen? I don't know. As, as somebody um, born of the Saturn with the outers, mm. um, and like and we just we just are gonna like this is my whole life yelling <laughs> saturn with uranus and neptune um, oh is this the first time saturn neptune will be together again since since birth since like since birth. Birth. 1990 since the birth of the universe <laughs> since 80 80 89. when saturn went into capricorn yeah 89 something like that yeah i think yeah they wouldn't have come to because that this is the first time i'm ex- like this is my first saturn return right i just yeah, had yeah, it right Capricorn. yeah so yeah yeah i don't like this i don't like wow actually this actually whoa the saturn is saturn always talking to an outer he has to be yeah because saturn and capricorn was with pluto this last time saturn aquarius is square uranus i mean it like depends on where they are in their cycles right but then i'm thinking about saturn and sag was Neptune in Pisces then? Yes. So maybe maybe there was never a break. And I just assumed there was. And then I even think back. Well, it's because all the outers were like so close together. Right. Very recently. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. And then they all like, they're sprawling out. Yeah. Yeah. And you just can never escape. Yeah. Because in like, it would have been the early like the 70s when i have my i literally have my ephemeris like right in front of me screaming i love that like action of like looking up into into the sky into the ether right like (laughs) when was that are you talking about about pluto uranus is that what you're talking about yeah virgo that was uh 65 because my dad is that generation gotcha Mm. yeah and so like and then we had Mm. neptune uranus and i think it was technically in sagittarius but then they were co-present in, in Capricorn. Capricorn for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, so now they're like really starting to like spread out and be in like different parts of the Zodiac. Mm-hmm. Like we're finally going to get a Pluto Uranus opposition once Uranus is in Leo. Mm. Oh my God. I know that's like 20 years from now, but like. Wait, that happens? P- why is Pluto in Aquarius for that long? <laughs> Wait a second. That's not funny. Or is it when Uranus isn't? Hold on. It might be when Uranus is in Virgo and Pluto is in Please, please. It has to be because that sounds scary. That sounds really not okay. Granted, that is possible because how long does Pluto stay in Aquarius? Like Uh, 20 years. God. (laughs) Yeah, Uranus and Leo. Oh, the aspect does not perfect until, but they will be like with each other by sign for a little while. And then the aspect will perfect in Pisces Virgo with the nodes. Oh, God. And oh that's like <laughs> 20, 2050s. 20, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. So, eh, time. <laughs> I'll be in my 70s. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember when Pluto and Uranus were only squaring each other. <laughs> okay, Grandma, go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> uh. That's hilarious. Uh, they really be fucking shit up. That's okay. It'll be fine. 
and we're more likely to notice these things in cultural shifts and mm. the government than our mm. personal lives. I say to assuage my fears and stress. Yeah, unless you have a point or planet at a specific degree of an exact, um, like hit from mm. one of these planets, then. And I would also get that, like, and while you're having that exact degree transit, you have some sort of, like, activation of the moon happening. Mm. Um, yeah. Because nothing happens without her. So. It's true. The moon manifests. Mm. Spe- and speaking of the moon, our, our next thing is that she will eclipse the sun in Scorpio Ooh. on October 25th. <laughs> Because then, as because as soon as the Kazemi is done, right, the Sun and Venus like shift signs Shoot into Scorpio, and then yeah. the Moon is like, "I'm coming, <laughs> party without me." Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's this? What's a, a solar eclipse on K two? Um, what did I say it was? Or what did I say that something Austin's solar was? disappearing? Yeah, something solar disappearing. <laughs> Mm. And solar things being leaders and very visible people. Monarchs. Poof. Gone. Where did they go? No one knows. It's when, he, it's when um, Jeff finally like flies to the moon or whatever and leaves us for good. Please. Or Elon. In his, in his phallus rocket. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that could be really problematic, though. Did you see that uh, Blue Origin actually just recently had like a failed launch? Um, mm. It was an unmanned launch and there was a leak in the side of one of the mm. like things and it exploded and it, they have like a like a safety mechanism where like when an explosion is detected, the pod that like people are in um, detaches from the fuselage and like, but it like detaches with like a rocket engine because it the goal is to like get it away from the explosion and it was an unmanned flight but they like were showing what the gravitational force inside of the pod they were like yeah they would have passed out like it would not have been a good feeling because they would have gone from like experiencing like the g's of already being in liftoff and then just being like rocketed even faster away like it would have been a very 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 uncomfortable um flight but, i could never i don't know how they do it space is too same. scary i agree i am a-okay just vibing on the blue planet vibing on the ground <laughs> yeah i don't need to do that i don't know why you would want to like can't we just look at it do we have to go to it like they're far away know. for a reason exactly let it stay far but visible, far but visible. But far but visible. Oh, speaking of, did you see the the picture of Neptune? Gorgeous, wild, uh, beautiful, gorgeous, <laughs> glamour, <laughs> absolutely gorgeous. Oh, it's Neptune, <laughs> yelling, yelling. Um, <laughs> Scorpio, something solar disappearing, like a leader or a monarch. Um, <laughs> Uh, but because it's in Scorpio, I feel like it might not be like the best person. Like it may be like a welcomed passing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> like we're happy about it. Uh, maybe not even not that we're happy, but like we're not that upset. Gotcha. Okay. okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think about it. I I can dig it. 
Um, yeah. It's, yeah. I like will always like with eclipses, like watch what you eat, especially keto eclipses. Like, mm. could, you know, find yourself running to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. K2 do be shitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, that is what K2 does. That is what tails do. <laughs> I'm screaming. Yeah. Especially in Scorpio. This yeah. The fall of the moon and like there's just a potential for like something icky in the food. You, you mentioned I'm- that once. I remember that like months ago. And I think I tried to make food once when like I think the moon was in Scorpio with K2 or something like that. And you said like uncooked food. And I remember like literally like not making something and it just, I was like, oh, this did not turn out the way I wanted to do. I needed to cook this longer. It was so funny. So don't try to make anything on the eclipse. Just close your windows and sleep and meal prep. Meal prep. <laughs> yeah. Have food ready that you made it while the moon was in Libra. And- right. Right. Now you can eat it later. It's a big leftover day. Yeah. Which isn't bad. Yeah. It's a good purge of the fridge. So that's helpful. That's a really good way to like, um, yeah, I like the fridge. Yeah. I like whenever you, you like manifest the astrology in a really intentional way. I, that's like mitigating it. Right. That like is remediation. It is um, going to show up. So I'm going to make it show up in this way. In this way. Yeah. Like that is remediation. And so like cleaning out the fridge um, could be good. Like, key to eclipse like practice yeah and then we get this like three days in a row where jupiter will move into pisces mercury moves into scorpio and mars stations direct october 28th 29th and 30th bang bang boom this last week of that's the filth and the horror Mm -hmm. (laughs) truly why do i hate jupiter and pisces so much because it's your 12th house because it's my and also i think it's also neptune again sorry sorry i i hate the outers but like i kind of forgot about that because that does happen again and i do not like that i do not i okay i think it's time for me to come forward i have been personally victimized by a few (laughs) quite a few pisces placements in my life and so i try so hard to disassociate but i just cannot sometimes and i feel so bad that's why I'm always like, I have Aries rising, everyone. So it may not be that horrible for everyone. But <laughs> I'm just warning you, like, this is, I don't know. So I just, I just think of like, not being able to like, pull apart what is like, um, actually helpful, or like enriching spiritual practice, and what is just absolute and utter nonsense. You know, and so I just, I don't know. I don't know. And just whatever. I guess we'll yeah. see. And I, I really think that that is the, is like the double benefic aspect of Pisces, mm. right? That's like, mm-hmm. that's like what is like wrong with double malefics is that it's like everything becomes spiritual enrichment, which means nothing is spiritual enrichment, right? Yep. Like that's that's like when you just say yes to everything, yes loses meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really is like, yeah, that double benefic thing that Pisces does um, is it just says yes to everything. That's a really good point. When you say yes to everything, mm-hmm. like it just that, 
Yeah, that's a really interesting. I always yeah. think about in Virgo how it's where both of the benefics are debilitated and they're often the most like precise, like methodical, like kind of sign. And that when you harm both of the benefics in your sign, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be this more like regimented, harsh way of approaching things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess it'll be okay. And Jupiter's only in Pisces for what? Like two months? Yeah. So that's months. Like, it's fine. Whatever. This is what you said, Jared, about going. We made so much progress. So much fucking progress. And then we're just launched back into the past. Mm-hmm. Why? It's fine. Yeah. So like, what was it? Summer 20 or not summer 2021. Uh, like fall, winter 2021 into the beginning of this year was the last Jupiter in Pisces. Yeah. I think it was during the day. Um, when was, when was Jupiter in Pisces? Last? I remember back um, in May was the first ingress. I'm pretty sure May 2021. I remember that, okay. but I don't know. Oh. It was only for a very short period of time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was May 2021 because they were like, no masks. And we were like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so think back to like last summer. um, Something Mm -hmm. that was done in In false ambition (laughs) needs to come back and uh, be be revisited. Hmm. I totally forget it all. That was the summer I was like standing on beaches, smoking joints, and like summoning bald eagles by reciting the Orphic hymn. <laughs> so I maybe we need to get back to that. Maybe yeah. I need to get back to that. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> I was hiding away. <laughs> I was also in a twelfth house perfection year, so that's when I moved back home, mm-hmm. and I will be moving into my new apartment hopefully right after. Jupiter moves out of Pisces. Oh, let's go. Pisces, which is opposite to my fourth, which makes sense. Jupiter's yeah. casting a ray to my fourth. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> here's a benefic freedom moment yeah. for you. That's fun. It's exciting. Well, okay. And Mercury into Scorpio. Oh, right. Scorpio. Yeah. Yeah. That's which that is just more of like, yeah, the. Like when we when everything moves into Scorpio, we get back to that like Saturn has the responsibility of translating the light between Mars and everything going on in Mars's house. Mm. Um, and Saturn is, and I guess Jupiter too is uh, now that Jupiter's in Pisces. Um, so it's you know having these outers have the responsibility of trying to like translate the light of a Mars retrograde and give direction to the planets and Mars's sign. Um, yeah, it just kind of seems like jumbled, unable to communicate clearly, unable to understand what you're supposed to do. That clarity that we experienced when everything was in Libra and like mm. everything can see each other. Right. This is like the end of that. It's like, Oh shit. Like it's a really shitty game of telephone where everyone is also speaking a different language. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and but it's like, maybe we're like, it's like maybe, 
we're all speaking like romantic languages and Mars is speaking a Germanic language and yes, Saturn can exactly. understand the Germanic language, but then yeah. it's going to translate it into Italian and we speak French and we just have to kind of like hope, <laughs> hope. that the words are close <laughs> enough that we're like, okay, yeah, I think I get the gist. It's <laughs> hilarious. Multicultural. <laughs> Uh, what a funky time October will be. Mm-hmm. Buckle up. Yeah. Yeah. Glamour, filth, and horror. Glamour, filth, and horror. On the Mars stations, we have a whole episode on that. Yeah, so. yeah take a listen. Yeah. Go do a little retrograde and go back to your <laughs> Spotify homepage thingy and scroll down a little. Listen about Mars. Boom. There you have it. Hmm. Well... Is this the end? October. That's October. Yeah. Catch us at KazimiCon to talk about November. And there will be something in the middle in between, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm sure there will be. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, okay. whatever it ends up being. <laughs> the hosts out. don't know the schedule. The we know, know that that is the truth. I'm yelling. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing you can't always depend on is our monthly forecast. So. That's right. We will. We always get together at the end of the month to forecast. We, we so. do bring it to you every ball. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> mm, cute and fun. Okay.